make it real MC all father's beats The prophecy is deep The pagan words back Yo, just another he's legend coming true Just on this silly afternoon People doubt, but it's too real We shout out loud what we feel These legends are real, they are here with me Follow MC All Father's Beat Look up, look down, step left, step right and scream We make it real, MC All Father's Beat The prophecy is deep, the pagan world is back Yo, just another he's legend coming true Just on this silly afternoon People doubt, but it's too real We shout out loud what we feel He's legends are real They are here with me Follow MC All Father's Beat Look up, look down, step left, step right and scream Days and one, one planet in blue and green, a large tree between a million universes. Somebody dies and starts his afterlife. After death, you're not alive, but you didn't end and you're not the same. Ask for forgiveness if you hurt an innocent. Ask yourself for forgiveness if you fail because of laziness. It's a real world, too easy to fail if you didn't work hard. Empty off father in the house, it's now real. Run around, look out. The prophecy is deep, the pagan world is back. Yo, just another he's legend coming true. Just on this silly afternoon, people doubt, but it's too real. We shout out loud what we feel. He's legends are real, they are here with me. Follow MC All Father's beat. Look up, look down, step left, step right, and scream. We make it real, MC All Father's beat. The prophecy is deep, the pagan world is back. Two days and one, one planet in blue and green A large tree between a million universes Somebody dies and starts his afterlife After death you're not alive But you didn't end and you're not the same Welcome to another episode of the Music from the Goddesses of All podcast. I am your host, Midnight Star. You just heard The Pagan World is Back by the one and only Pagan Rap Gang. On today's show... I'm discussing the Stragaria pagan tradition. First, let's get some stuff out of the way. If you love this program, show some support for the music from the Goddesses All podcast on Glow.fm. You either pay $5 a month, $50 a year, or just splurge and get a one-time fee of 20 bucks. All you have to do is check it out at Glow.fm forward slash music from the Goddess Vault podcast. You can also make a donation to ko-fi.com forward slash goddessfault or patreon.com forward slash goddessfault. Keep up to date with the Music from the Goddess as well podcast by signing up to my newsletter. You'll be in the loop when new shows appear. You can access past episodes by paying $7 a month or $70 a year. Or you can subscribe for free at musicgoddesswalt.substack.com. That's musicgoddesswalt.substack.com. If you have any ideas for the show, you can get in touch with me via the blog goddesswalt1.wixsite.com forward slash home, music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, check me out on TikTok at Midnight Star with two R's and the number two, Instagram and Twitter at Goddess Vault, and now on Mastodon at Goddess Vault at Witches.live. I also have another Mastodon instance at Midnight Star 2 at Pagan.plus. All right, let's talk about the Stragaria tradition. All right, let's talk about the Stragaria tradition. 
I'm doing this podcast to help those new to paganism understand the various traditions. This is so that you new folks can figure out which tradition speaks to you. And the Stragaria tradition is an intriguing one. First, this one is Italian. And I'm going to talk about what this path is all about on the show. But before we proceed, let's hear Neptune by S.J. Tucker. The sky. 
Before I tell you about the Stragaria tradition, let me give you a bit of history about it. Just to let you know, this path is also referred to by practitioners as the old religion. This spiritual path came from Southern Europe, most likely Italy. Stragaria couldn't be found in print until Charles Leland's book, Aradia, Gospel of the Witches. In this book, he addressed the traditional Italian worship of Diana, the moon goddess. It wasn't until the 1960s that Leland's book gained some popularity among Italian-Americans. It wasn't until the 70s with the book Witchcraft by Lilo Martello that the modern movement of the Stragaria tradition began. In that book, Martello didn't mention the word Stragaria, but he referred to it as the Strega tradition. This book was created from Leland's writing about Italian witchcraft. In the 80s, there was this controversial person named Raven Gramassi. He started practicing Gardnerian Wicca in 1969. He was the one who founded the Iridian and Arachaean traditions. He is an author of books on witchcraft, such as Ways of the Strega, Italian Witchcraft, Its Legends, Lore, and Spells, published in 1994. Gramassi wrote about how Gerald Gardner used Tregaria in Wicca. He claims to be from a long line of Italian witches. This is why he's quite controversial. 
Critics are still arguing about this even today. Next up, I'll go over how the Stregaria tradition is practiced. Let's hear Hecate's wheel with Diana, the mistress of the hunt. She was a maiden tall and free. She was the moon, the cypress tree. She roamed the forest through the night, protector of the woods, guardian of all that's right. From a father, all she'd asked were six wishes, would he grant? A bow and arrow made of gold, a tunic white and pure, mountains to behold. Diane. Mistress of the hunt, Diana, protector of the young, Diana, lady of the moon, your many names in life forever be. Before the story, you heard a classic from Holly Tannen, Traveler Unknown. That is it for this show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. Got an idea for a show topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol? Share it on the web. Goddesswhat1.wixsite.com forward slash home. Share it on the web. Goddesswhat1.wixsite.com forward slash home. 
through the, sorry, let me read that. Share it on the web, goddesswalt1.wixsite.com forward slash home, through the Facebook page, TikTok at Midnight Star, TikTok at Midnight Star with two R's two, Instagram and Twitter at goddesswalt, and now on Mastodon at, and Mastodon at, which is, sorry, and now, uh, and on Mastodon at, which, and on Mastodon, and on Mastodon at goddesswalt at witches.life, and, okay, and Midnight Star, and Midnight Star 2 at pagan.plus, and Midnight Star 2 at pagan.plus. If you want to help keep the show going, you can donate money to either, if you want to keep the show going, you can donate money to either ko-fi.com forward slash goddesswalt, Patreon.com forward slash goddessfort, Patreon.com forward, Patreon.com forward slash goddessfort, or you can become a fan on, or you can become a fan on Glow.fm forward slash goddessfort podcast, or you can become a fan on Glow.fm forward slash goddessfort podcast. If you want to be the first to hear the latest episode, you can sign up for the newsletter. MusicGoddessVault.substack.com. This last tune I'm playing for you is a request. This last tune that I'm playing for you is a. This last tune that I'm playing. This last tune that I'm going to play for you is a. This last tune that I'm going to play for you is a request from Magic Folks. Blend Ben there. Is a request from Magic Folks Ben Glover. Is a request from Magic Folks Ben Glover. This is their new song, Selkie. Blessed be. Okay, I'm gonna just change that.
That was Janice by Wolfenmung. Stragaria is a mix of Italian folk magic and old-time Catholicism found in rural Italian areas. Grimasi's version also has Wicca and other modern pagan practices mixed in. They have two deities that they worship, both a male and female. Practitioners see these two deities as divine lovers. They usually referred to these two as the moon goddess and the horned god, and they have many names like Janna and Janus. It depends on which tradition of Stragaria one practices it. They celebrate the seasonal holiday, do ritual magic, and more. Some practitioners use a pentagram as their symbol, and some traditions have their own ritual tools. Some Stragaria traditions involve gathering in a circle with the altar facing north and praying and blessing the food. Grimasi's adaptation of Stragaria is strict in terms of clothing. His tradition requires its practitioners to be sky-clad for half of the year. Not everyone who practiced this tradition is nude. Some do wear clothes, like most of us pagans do. However, like all pagans, not all Stragaria practitioners worship in the same manner. Certain Stragaria believers have decided to move away from what Raven Gramashi crafted. They feel that it's too intertwined with Wicca and paganism. That's the gist of what Stragaria is all about. I included some resources in the show notes so you can have a look. Let's hear Spyro Dance with Marooned on Venus. Get your feet back on 
dream symbol to interpret. Today's dream symbols are undead, uniform, and unknown. If you have a dream or nightmare about the undead, it symbolizes your fears and the parts of yourself that you have rejected. Dreaming that you are a member of the undead signifies your failure to express your emotions. Dreaming that you're being pursued or besieged by the undead represents unresolved concerns that you are avoiding. In dreams, uniforms typically represent your desire to fit in or to be a member of a group. A nurse's uniform in dreams denotes orderliness, kindness, and decency. If you see a school uniform in your dream, it reflects how you identify with your school and your peers. In your dreams, bizarre uniforms worn by people denotes disturbance and confusion. If you see an unknown person in your dreams, it symbolizes a suppressed or hidden aspect of oneself. Being at an unknown location in your dreams denotes changes in your waking life. If you feel scared or bewildered in this unknown location in your dreams, it means you're not prepared for the change. However, if you dreamed you had a good or exciting time while at this unknown location, it may be a sign that you are open to change. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. And wrestle till the break of 
vain, I struggle to get free. I never shall release my hold. Who art thou? Who art thou for me? The secret of thy love Here's another myth. Here's another story from worldoftales.com. This Italian tale is called Sun, Moon, and Talia. It is a well-known fact that the cruel man is generally his own hangman, and he who throws stones at heaven frequently comes off with a broken head. But the reverse of the metal shows us that innocence is a shield of fig tree wood upon which the sword of malice is broken or blunts its point. So that when a poor man fancies himself already dead or buried, he is revived again in bone and flesh, as you shall hear in the story which I am going to draw from the cask of memories with the tap of my tongue. There was once a great lord who, having a daughter born to him named Talia, commanded the seers and wise men of his kingdom to come and tell him her fortune. And after various counselings, they came to the conclusion that a great peril await her from a piece of stock in some flax. Thereupon he issued a command prohibiting any flax or hemp or such like thing to be brought into his house, hoping thus to avoid the danger. When Talia was grown up and was standing one day at the window, she saw an old woman pass by who was spinning. She had never seen a distaff or a spindle, and being vastly pleased with the twisting and twirling of the thread, her curiosity was so great that she made the old woman come upstairs. Then taking the distaff in her hand, Talia began to draw the thread when, by mischance, a piece of stalk in the flax got under her fingernail. She fell dead upon the ground, at which sight of the old woman hobbled downstairs as quickly as she could. When the unhappy father heard of the disaster that had befallen Talia, after weeping bitterly, he placed her in that palace in the country, upon a velvet seat under a canopy of brocade, and fastening the doors, he quit forever the place which had been the cause of such misfortune to him, in order to drive all remembrance of it from his mind. Now a certain king happened to go one day to the chase, and a falcon, escaping from him, flew in at the window of that palace. When the king found that the bird did not return at his call, he ordered his attendants to knock at the door, thinking that the palace was inhabited. And after knocking for some time, the king ordered them to fetch a vine dresser's ladder, wishing himself to scale the house and see what was inside. Then he mounted the ladder, and going through the whole palace, he stood aghast and not finding there any living person. At last, he came to the room where Talia was lying, as if enchanted. When the king saw her, he called to her, thinking that she was asleep, but in vain, for she still slept on, however loudly he called. So after admiring her beauty a while, 
the king returned home to his kingdom, where for a long time he forgot all that had happened. Meanwhile, two little twins, one a boy and the other a girl, who looked like two little jewels, wandered from I know not where into the palace and found Talia in a trance. At first, they were afraid because they tried in vain to awake her, but becoming bolder, the girl gently took Talia's finger into her mouth to bite it and wake her up by its means. So it happened that the splinter of the flax came out. Thereupon, she seemed awake as from a deep sleep, and when she saw those little jewels at her side, she took them to her heart and loved them more than her life. But she wondered greatly at seeing herself quite alone in the palace with two children, and food and refreshments brought to her by unseen hands. After a time, the king, calling Talia to mind, took occasion one day when he went to the chase to go and see her. And when he found her awakened and with two beautiful little creatures by her side, he was struck dumb with rapture. Then the king told Talia who he was, and they formed a great league in friendship, and he remained there for several days, promising, as he took leave, to return and fetch her. When the king went back to his own kingdom, he was forever repeating the names of Talia and the little ones, insomuch that, when he was eating, he had Talia in his mouth and sun and moon, for so he named the children. Nay, even when he went to rest, he did not leave off calling on them, first one and then the other. Now the king's stepmother had grown suspicious at his long absence at the chase. When she heard him calling thus on Talia, sun and moon, she waxed wroth and said to the king's secretary, Hark ye, friend, you stand in great danger between the axe and the block. Tell me who is that my stepson is enamored of, and I will make you rich. But if you conceal the truth from me, I'll make you rue it. The man moved on one side by fear, and on the other pricked by interest, which is the bandage to the eyes of honor, the blind justice, and an old horseshoe to trip up a good faith, told the queen the whole truth. Whereupon she sent the secretary in the king's name to Talia, saying that he wished to see the children. Then Talia sent them with great joy, but the queen commanded the cook to kill them and serve them up in various ways for her wretched stepson to eat. Now the cook, who had a tender heart, seeing the two pretty little golden pippins, took compassion on them, bidding her keep them concealed. Then he killed and dressed the two little kids in a hundred different ways. When the king came, the queen quickly ordered the dishes served up, and the king fell to eating with great delight, exclaiming, How good this is! Oh, how excellent by the soul of my grandfather! And the old queen all the while kept saying, Eat away if you know what you eat! At first, the king paid no attention to what she said, but at last, hearing the music continue, he replied, I know well enough what I eat, for you brought nothing to the house. And at last, getting up in rage, he went off to a villa at a little distance to cool his anger. Meanwhile, the queen, not satisfied for what she had done, called the secretary again and sent him to fetch Talia, pretending that the king wished to see her. At this summons, Talia went that very instant longing to see the light of her eyes and not knowing that only a smoke awaited her. But when she came before the queen, the latter said to her, with the face of a Nero and full of a poisoned viper, Welcome, Madame Slycheat. Are you indeed the pretty mischief maker? Are you the weed that has caught my son's eye and given me all this trouble? When Talia heard this, she began to excuse herself, but the queen would not listen to a word, and having a large fire lighted in the courtyard, she commanded that Talia should be thrown into the flames. 
Poor Talia, seeing the matters come to a bad pass, fell on her knees before the queen and besought her at least to grant her time to take the clothes from off her back. Whereupon the queen, not so much out of pity for the unhappy girl as to get possession of her dress, which was embroidered all over the golden pearls, said to her, Undress yourself, I allow. Then Talia began to undress. As she took off each garment, she uttered an exclamation of grief. When she had stripped off her cloak, her gown, and her jacket, and was proceeding to take off her petticoat, they seized her and were dragging her away. At that moment, the king came up, and seeing the spectacle, he demanded to know the whole truth. And when he asked also for the children, and heard his stepmother had ordered them to be killed, the unhappy king gave himself up to despair. Then he ordered her to be thrown into the same fire which had been lighted for Talia, and the secretary with her, who was the handle of this cruel game and the weaver of this wicked web. Then he was going to do the same with the cook, thinking that he had killed the children, but the cook threw himself at the king's feet, and said, Truly, Sir King, I would desire no other sincere in return for the service I have done you than to be thrown into a furnace full of living coals. I would ask no other gratuity than the thrust of a spike. I would wish for no other amusement than to be roasted in the fire. I would desire no other privilege than to have the ashes of the cook mingle with those of the queen. But I look for no such great reward for having saved the children and brought them back to you in spite of that wicked creature who wished to kill them. When the king heard these words, he was quite beside himself. He appeared to dream and could not believe what his ears had heard. Then he said to the cook, If it is true that you have saved the children, be sure I will take you from turning the spite and reward you so that you shall call yourself the happiest man in the world. As the king was speaking these words, the wife of the cook, seeing the dilemma her husband was in, brought sun and moon before the king, who, playing at the game of the three with Talia and the other children, went round and round, kissing first one, then the other. Then giving the cook a large reward, he made him his chamberlain, and he took Talia as wife, who enjoyed a long life with her husband and the children, acknowledging that he who had luck may go to bed, and bliss will rain upon his head. Before the story, you heard a classic from Holly Tannen, Got an idea for a show topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol? Share it on the web. Goddesswalt1.wixsite.com forward slash home. Through the Facebook page, TikTok at Midnight Star with Two Wars 2, Instagram and Twitter at Goddesswalt, and on Mastodon at Goddesswalt at Witches.Live, and Midnightstar 2, and Midnightstar 2 at Pagan.Plus. If you want to keep the show going, you can donate money to either Kofi.com forward slash Goddesswalt, Patreon.com forward slash Goddesswalt, or you can become a fan on Glow.fm forward slash Goddesswalt podcast. If you want to be the first to hear the latest episode, you can sign up for the newsletter, musicgoddesswalt.substack.com. This last tune that I'm going to play for you is a request from Magic Folks. This is their new song, Selkie. Blessed be. Distant dream it 
Seven tears I'll shed to the tide. 